If you have your Bible, let's get ready to look in God's Word. We're going to be at Matthew chapter 24 as we continue in our series of called Kingdom Principles. Today we're going to look at two verses just to launch us off. Uh, there are Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 and 13. Sin will be rampant everywhere. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. The love of many will go cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Pray with me, would you, Father? Thank you for your presence here this morning. Thank you for the spirit of the Lord that quickens us and energizes us, that empowers us. Even now, I thank you for the anointing you will put on my life at this moment, oh God, because it's not about my words. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit taking my simple words and transforming them into the living word of God where it can penetrate every single one of our hearts, where it can accomplish all that you set it out to do. Yes. And so I thank you for it even now in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. All right. Now, last week, for those of you who may not have been with us, we were talking about the fundamentals of Christianity because fundamentals are things that we need to do, the basic things that we need to do that we constantly have to be working on because no one ever masters the fundamentals. No one ever gets to the point where they can say, I don't need to deal with the fundamentals anymore. And the fundamentals we looked at last week were two, the fundamentals of loving God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and loving our neighbor as ourself. Jesus said these were the first and second, the greatest of the commandments. And, and that's the basic fundamentals of Christianity. We, it always begins with our relationship with God, that we need to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. And then we need to recognize if we truly love God, we have to love others. We have to be engaged in relationship with others. And we read verse 12 last week. Jesus had been talking about how the atmosphere is going to dramatically change as he draws closer to his return. How many know Jesus is coming back one day? He declared that he would be coming back. But he was teaching now that prior to his return, there would be a, a, a situation spiritually that would develop in the world. And that is that sin would run rampant. There would be an increase of wickedness, an increase of disobedience to God's word and God's ways. And as a result of that, Jesus said that because of this increase of sin, because sin is running rampant everywhere, it would have an impact. It would affect the lives of many of his followers. He said, because of that, the love of many will grow cold. 
In other words, as sin increases around the people of God, there's the temptation now to, to, to let our heart go after those things, to love those things. And when we love the things that this world has to offer, it always, 100% of the time, decreases our love for God. So in proportion that we pursue the things of this world, in proportion that we love the things that this world has to offer, then proportionately our love for God will decrease, grow cold. But then Jesus said this, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So that brings us to two questions that we need to look at. What does enduring to the end mean? I mean, what does that really look like? What did Jesus mean when he talked about enduring to the end? And what does being saved mean? Two questions. Let's look at the first one this morning. Uh, that is enduring to the end. Now, enduring... For most of us, in our, our grammar, it will look as if we are holding on. We're trying to make it through. But in other words, you hear a phrase, uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, it's like, it's a picture of just trying to survive. But that's not what Jesus meant. And that's not, the, the Greek word here for enduring deals with continuing on in spite of difficulty. In other words, the picture here is a picture of, of forward movement in spite of opposition. And so I've titled this message today, Forging Ahead, Come on, say that with me. Forging ahead. Meaning there's a, that moving steadily forward in spite of difficulty. Moving steadily forward. See, enduring means I'm holding on. But Jesus, when he talked about enduring to the end, he talked about I want you to keep moving forward even though there's going to be difficulty. Not, don't hold on, move forward. Don't try to just survive, thrive. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 14, verse 22, listen, they encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must, everybody say must, we must suffer how many hardships? Many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church, meeting with them, encouraged them. Think about that. Let me encourage you this morning. You are going to go through hell. Does that sound like a big encouragement to you? Not to me. That sounds like, hey, I, thanks, Paul, for sharing that with me. That really encouraged me today to tell me that I got, I'm going to go through a lot of hardships in order to make it to heaven. You see, the, kingdom, the road to the kingdom of God is paved with hardships, yes. paved with difficulties. To enter the kingdom of God, 
Paul said, you have to continue in the faith. You have to endure to the end. You have to forge ahead. And that brings me to the kingdom principle we want to look at today, and that is forging ahead, listen, is the only way into the kingdom of God. In other words, steadily moving forward in spite of difficulty is the only way into the kingdom of God. Everybody has to get this thing settled. We all have to recognize that we are going to experience difficulties in this life. If you want to live for Jesus Christ, you better understand what you're signing up for. You're not signing up for a picnic. You're not signing up for a stroll through the park. On the contrary, Jesus himself said, the road that leads to eternal life is hard and narrow. And that's why if you choose it. In other words, there's, a, there's a, a false gospel out there that tells us that the Christian life is blessed and prosperous. And, and it paints the picture that if you give your heart to Jesus, man, you are going to make it big time. You're going to sail through life. Everything is going to be blessed. But that's not the gospel. That's not the truth. The apostle Paul stated clearly that the pathway, the road to enter into the kingdom of God is paved with hardships. And so the Bible tells us this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. And let us run with what? Endurance, the race God has set before us. Now here the writer is, is giving us the illustration that the Christian life, the Christian journey is like a, a race. Now it's important that we recognize that the Christian journey is not a sprint, but a marathon. It is a race that you will be running to your last breath on this earth. And because it's a marathon, it requires Endurance. Endurance. Has anybody ever heard this expression, hitting the wall? See, hitting the wall is an expression that is uh, primarily used for runners. But it was often when, uh, also used, it can be used in other sports, uh, uh, but basically for runners, when they're running, especially in a marathon, there are times where they will hit the wall, which means at that moment, as they're running, their mind starts to send signals uh, through their body, stop running. I've had enough. In other words, you start getting aches and pains and cramps and exhaustion sets in and the signals are all telling you, you've had enough, stop running. That's hitting the wall. And the successful marathoners know that when it comes, the important thing is I've got to endure that. In other words, I have to keep putting one step in front of the other one. I have to keep moving and work through that moment. And those that don't will stop and end their race prematurely. See, the Christian journey is a marathon. And how many of you know there are times where you hit the wall? 
There are times of difficulty in your life that are so bad that at that moment, you are tempted to quit. The, the thoughts come is, why keep going on? Why continue the struggle? It's all about trying to get you and I to stop running the race, to quit. That's why the Bible says you've got to run this race with endurance. You got to keep running. You can't quit because that is the temptation, especially when we find ourselves in great difficulty. The temptation is to quit, to stop running. The book of Philippians tells us something because as I thought about this, the difficulties that can get us to quit, sometimes the difficulty deals with our past. There are Christians sometimes that stop running the race because they can't get beyond their past. But the Apostle Paul wrote this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on, there's, there's that endurance, I push on, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. The Apostle Paul, my people will say, wow, but Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He was a powerful believer. But we forget that in his past, before he became a Christian, Paul was one that persecuted the church. Paul put people in prison. Paul destroyed families. He, he was bent on destroying the church. That was who he was. That's the life he was living. When he encountered Jesus Christ, all that changed. But we're naive to think that, that believing that he never had to deal with that mentally. The fact that he, he, he had this horrific past, but he learned in those moments where, he, where the past was threatening uh, to, to, to keep him, to derail his life. He said, I, here's the thing. I learned to forget the past. I have failed miserably in the past. My past life was terrible. But here's what my focus is. My focus is not on my past. It's on my present. And thus, I press on. I forge ahead. I refuse to allow my past to define my present. And so the word of the Lord for us today is never ever allow your past to define your present. We all have a past that we're not proud of. We all have a past where we have failed miserably. And if you keep looking back, you can't run this race. You have to forget the past and you have to focus on your present. Don't allow the past to define your present. Otherwise, you'll stop enduring you stop running the race because listen to our kingdom principle, forging ahead 
is the only way into the kingdom of God. Now, sometimes it's not our past that can tend to derail and keep us from enduring, but it's our present also. To run the race, knowing it's a marathon, there are times where in the present, we're gonna stumble. And sometimes the stumbling can get us to stop running. In other words, as I'm running for the Lord and, and keeping up this race, today I may say something or do something that is a spiritual stumble where I go down spiritually because I disobeyed God or I did, I did something that I knew was wrong, but I did it anyway and I took a tumble. At that moment, I have a decision to make. Am I going to stay down? Or am I going to get up? I can tell you this. Any marathoner in the Christian life, anyone who is enduring to the end will always have scuffed knees. Because there's not one of us who doesn't stumble in one way or another from time to time. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up. They will get up again. I talked last week about Coach Vince Lombardi, Packers coach, considered one of the greatest coaches ever in football, and how he taught and started every season by teaching the fundamentals. He also said this, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Listen, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. You gotta be willing to get up. As I was thinking about this, about keep getting up, keep getting up, I couldn't help but think about uh, the, uh, the Avengers uh, in the movies and Captain America specifically. Uh, and one of the things he was noted for in, in his movies that regardless of who he was facing, if he was getting beat up, he always got up. And his reply was, I can do this all day. In other words, no matter how many times you knock me down, I'm always going to get up to fight. And in this journey, there is no one that doesn't ever get knocked down. Whether we knock ourselves down or stumbling because of some disobedience or we are battling some, some forces of darkness, we all stumble or fall down in one way or another. The issue is not getting knocked down. The issue is will you get back up? When you get back up and recognize, that's what the blood of Jesus is there for, to cleanse and purify. Because every Christian runner has bruises from stumbling. The victorious ones just have no quit in them. They keep getting up. So I'm keep running this race. Doesn't matter how many times I fall. There's a finish line and I aim to get there, you see. Why? Because forging ahead is the only way 
into the kingdom of God. Steadily moving forward in spite of difficulty is the only way that you and I can enter into the kingdom of God. Remember, forging ahead is much more than just hanging in there. It's moving forward in spite of hardships, in spite of opposition. Forging ahead. Jesus said, just prior to my return, there's going to be an increase in sin. Sin is going to be rampant. And as a result of that, the love of many of my people is going to grow cold. See, forging ahead is having that holy determination. I don't care how much sin is growing up around me, how much is increasing around me. I will never allow that to impact my love for God. In fact, my love for God is not just going to hold on. My love for God is going to increase. The more sin increases, the more my love for God is going to increase. It's going to continue to grow. That's what we're talking about when Jesus said enduring to the end. That in proportion to the increase of sin around you, your love for me has to increase as well. So that you can endure and forge ahead in spite of what's going on around you. See, forging ahead is saying... I am not going to allow this pandemic to let my love for God grow cold. It's sad, but it's true that this pandemic has impacted, negatively impacted many Christian lives. Where we, we have gotten complacent and recognized, well, you know, uh, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to wait this, wait this thing through and all of that. And listen, I respect the reason why some people decide it's best for them to stay home. My one thing that I want to encourage all of us with is make sure that you go before God and that your reason is a valid one. Because I've seen people who have told me over the phone, well, I don't feel comfortable coming to church. And then I see a posting on Facebook, yeah, but you feel comfortable going to Lollapalooza? <laughs> We're laughing, but it's grieving. The heart of God weeps. Where we put all kind of reasons why church is not safe, but then everything else that we want to do becomes safe. And what, what's happening is our love for God is slowly growing cold. See, I'm determined by the grace of God, I'm not going to allow this pandemic to cause my heart to go cold towards God. In fact, I wanted to get burned on fire for God. I want to be more in love with God than ever before. I'm not going to allow this situation to, to derail that. No, I'm going to keep running. I am going to endure to the end. Now, Jesus said, if you endure to the end, you'll be saved. So what does that mean? We'll be saved. Hebrews 10, 36 says this. Patient endurance is what you need now. So that, come on, everybody say that. So that. Which means, here's what patient endurance is for. So that you will continue to do God's will. Let me pause right there. We'll get to the rest. 
In other words, as I'm running this race, what helps me endure, what helps me progress and make the steady progress is God is going to strengthen me so that I can keep doing the will of God. This pandemic is not the time to put God's will on the shelf for later. It is a time where more than ever before, we need to make sure we're doing God's will for our life. Then, everybody say then with me. Come on, put my verse back up on the screen there, guys. Then, in other words, after you've had that patient endurance, after you've done the will of God, then you will receive all that he has promised. No. What does that mean? Well, you see, salvation, being saved, first and foremost, is in this current life. We want to get saved from that which draws our heart away from God. Salvation in this life means my relationship with God is staying passionate and on fire. And therefore, because of that, I'm saved from being drawn away to these other things that can rob my love for God. Lastly, it's the promises that when the Lord returns, he will be taking us with him back to heaven. 2 Timothy 2.12 says, if we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we endure to the end, then when the Lord comes, he will take us to be with him and we will be with him forever in heaven. And the Bible teaches us that there are uh, positions of authority that God is going to give in heaven. You see, that's why if you have a problem working for God now, why would God let you in heaven? When what you're going to be doing in heaven, in addition to worshiping God, you're going to be working. And if you don't want to work now, why would God put you in heaven later? We need to realize part of the blessing is being able to serve God, to do what God's called us to do, to fulfill his will for our life. Pastor Jason, if you would come. Talking about this kingdom principle of forging ahead is the only way into the kingdom of God. That's what forging ahead, enduring to the end. It's moving steadily, making spiritual progress, even though you're facing opposition. I want you to picture a ship in a storm and the wind is blowing contrary and now you're doing everything you can just to stay still and not be blown back. But that's not the picture that God is painting here. The picture is in spite of the opposition, in spite of the wind blowing, I'm still moving forward. I'm not allowing all these winds of adversarial winds and these difficulties to keep me from growing in my relationship with God. And lastly, if you would all stand with me, please. Colossians 1.11 says this. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. See, the last thing I want you to walk out of here with is, I'm going to endure and try to do it under your own strength because that's not going to happen. 
what we all need, what we began during the service to pray for is, God, we need your presence. We need your power. You see, it's, it's the, the power of God, the Spirit of God quickening us, empowering us, energizing us that gives us the endurance that we need to handle the difficulties in a way where we continue to move forward in Jesus Christ. And we're going to be praying that in a moment, that God will empower every single one of us so that we can have the endurance that we need to make it to the end. Pastor Jason, would you lead us, please?